Chapter 4 The Wedding of the Wolf and the Vampire King After years of being together, after months of planning, after days of talking, after hours of fighting, after minutes of utter surprise, after barely a few seconds of consideration before finally saying yes, the big day had finally arrived. The wedding day of Vega, the Vampire King and Olivia Hunter. Werewolf, mother, teacher, lover. And both Vega and Olivia were noticeably nervous about how their big day would turn out. Before their wedding day, Olivia and Vega had spent a week apart from one another. As was customary in vampire weddings, However, all of this was an education for Olivia because she knew little to nothing about vampire culture, nor did she really know what it was like to get married. However, from the instant that Vega had got down on one knee after they had spent an entire night of making love to one another, and Vega asked Olivia to marry him, she knew that there was only one answer. Because to Olivia, Vega was the only one she could ever imagine spending the rest of her life with. Vampire culture was far deeper than Olivia Hunter had ever given it credit for. Before Olivia met Vega, all she knew about vampires she learned from reading books that had vampire characters in them, including Vega's books, which of course were the most accurate in giving a sense of what and who vampires really were, because Vega's stories were based on his life and the traditions that he was brought up with as a child. But when it came to the subject of marriage, Olivia knew nothing about what it entailed, especially the marriage of a vampire to a werewolf, which was obviously something that did not happen every day, or ever for that matter. Where did vampires get married? What did the groom wear? What did the bride wear? What did both parties have to participate in beforehand? Well. Let me give you a first-hand account of what I know, what I saw, what I heard, and what I had to do on the day when Vega and Olivia promised to spend the rest of their life together. So, where do I start? The wedding of two vampires usually takes years of planning. However, from the moment that Vega asked Olivia to marry him, by all accounts, there was no time like the present. As far as I'm aware, for some reason, Vega wanted to marry Olivia as soon after he asked her to marry him as possible. But from what he told me, he knew that he wanted to marry her from the moment that he met her. However, he also once told me that he knew that he loved Olivia before he even met her, which to this day I still don't understand. But regardless of what he meant, I still think it was and it is an incredibly sweet thing to say. Vega insisted that their wedding take place within the vast grounds of his mansion home in the English countryside, and he wanted every vampire as well as every supernatural attaché who could attend to attend his betrothal to Olivia. Vega believed that there would be more than a few vampires who would not be happy that he was getting married to a non-vampire, and he anticipated that there might be be more than one vendetta of vampires to be subdued. However, to his surprise, the announcement of his wedding to Olivia appeared to be accepted by all who heard about it, which in all honesty made Vega even more nervous about what might happen.
But finally, Vega chalked up the unwavering acceptance of his people to them accepting their place and accepting the fact that Vega loved Olivia and that he would do anything to protect her. And also, even if another assassination attempt were to take place, it would not be successful because for all intents and purposes, Vega was immortal and incapable of dying. A lesson learned more than once by many of those who had tried and failed in the past to dethrone him and kill him, including his ex-wife, Ophelia. Over the course of the short wedding planning that took place, as organised by a vampire wedding planner, yes, there is in fact such a thing. Olivia learned that the predominant colour of the ceremony was, unsurprisingly, red, including the wedding dress that she would wear. Olivia also learned that she would also have to write and recite a poem as part of her vows, which could be as short as a sonnet or as long as a novella. However, no one in attendance at the wedding could say anything, nor could they do anything or go anywhere until the wedding ceremony had come to an end or risk being eaten alive. Yes, really, that was a thing and apparently it did happen on occasion. There would also be a part of the wedding ceremony when both Olivia and Vega would be expected to feed off each other and exchange blood with one another, which was something that Olivia was a little unsure about, but she had promised both the wedding planner and Vega himself that she would fully participate in everything that the bride at a vampire wedding was expected to. Olivia had made the conscious decision to fully accept the vampire life. Even though she was not and did not want to be a vampire, however, Olivia believed that being a vampire was not that different from being a werewolf in some ways. For example, both vampires and werewolves were essentially hunters. Both vampires and werewolves were not afraid to spill blood when the need arose, and both vampires and werewolves lived most of their lives in the shadows and hidden from view, and they both valued their privacy. However, though there was much that both vampires and werewolves had in common with one another, there was, and there perhaps would always be, a distrust between the two distinctive supernatural species, as well as a kind of racism on the part of the vampires, something that Olivia and her daughter Melissa had personally experienced firsthand. In any case, Olivia and Vega were happy and they wanted to spend the rest of their life together. And they wanted the world to know what they both meant to each other, as well as perhaps bridge the cultural gap between vampires and werewolves at the same time. Which was why they wanted as many people from both sides of the obvious divide to attend. For months, the wedding of Vega and Olivia had been planned to take place on October the 9th at 4 o'clock in the afternoon under the orange glow of the Hunter's Moon, which popular belief suggested was named as such because in times gone by it signalled the time to go hunting in preparation for the cold months ahead. For vampires and werewolves alike, a Hunter's Moon was a significant time also, when they too went hunting and also when meaningful ceremonies were arranged to take place because it was believed that if they were to do so, then their efforts would be long-lasting. And that was why to both Vega and Olivia, there seemed no perfect night or time for them to officially couple together 
than when the hunter's moon shone in the night sky. When the morning of October the 9th arrived, both Vega and Olivia woke up alone in separate places, in separate beds. Olivia in her bed and in her cottage in the New Forest. Vega, however, awoke in his ceremonial coffin, which had been especially crafted with his own hands and with the carpentry and upholstery skills that he had learned as a child from his family, who were all coffin makers, which had, per tradition, been buried in the grounds of his mansion home in the English countryside and overseen by the twelve other members of the Vampire Council. <laughs>